Hello there, Alaskans, wherever you are. Welcome to the Must Read Alaska Show, coming to you from somewhere in Alaska. This is the place where we talk about, you guessed it, Alaska, where we keep the mainstream media on their toes and where we are standing up for what's right and a world run by leftists. You can find out more by heading over to mustreadalaska.com and also checking out the Must Read Alaska YouTube channel for some really great content. But first, let's get this party started. Thank you, Scott. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome aboard to Must Read Alaska, coming to you from somewhere in Alaska. And before we get started, if you like this podcast, if you love freedom, if you believe in the Constitution, then give us a five-star review. Uh, we want to hear from you. We want to get better as we go along. And what, what you tell us helps us get better. So, so get on there and, and um, give us a like, give us a, uh, a good review. And if you, if you see us on Facebook, please follow us and follow us on Parler. That's P-A-R-L-E-R.com. I'm Suzanne Downing and my co-host John Quick is on the other mic. Scott's on the soundboard and we have a great crew here today at Must Read Alaska show. And this is going to be a really good addition with a lot of really random topics, I think. Good job, Scott. You're, you're doing a good job on the Wednesday version. You do it all by yourself. You don't have the benefit of having the brilliant, funny, and droll John Quick on the other mic. But it's going to be Thanksgiving this week. I, I know you're going to do the show, so the show must go on Turkey Day and all. So, John, what's going on in Nakiski and the Kenai Peninsula? Well, the Kenai Peninsula is doing great. John Quick here and uh, out here in Nikiski, Alaska on the Kenai Peninsula and uh, one of the owners of the hardware store out here in Nikiski, uh, Nikiski Hardware and Supply. And we just had a Christmas pop-up. It was brought to you by the cafe that's inside of our hardware store. They kind of put it together and we had a number of different shops at the hardware store. Um, Jakey Oliva, Jakey Oliva is, is the uh as the person that put it on and she did a fantastic job. And I would say probably the coolest, one of the coolest Christmas events that I've seen, ever seen come to Nikiski. Tons of people showed up. Lots of people were having cocoa and coffee and getting sandwiches and soups and tons of kids there getting candy canes. Really, 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 really good time. So yeah, you've uh, got no, that no complaints here. You got that courier nice thing going down there in Nikiski. That's that's some good stuff. And where are you going to be for Thanksgiving? Just tell me real quick. Uh, Thanksgiving, we'll be here on the peninsula. We're going to kind of make our rounds with the family. We, uh, My wife's family is uh, here. My wife's born and raised here on the Kenai Peninsula. So we're going to hit up a Thanksgiving with her family. And then we're going to do a Thanksgiving with my family or just our family. And then we'll do a FaceTime Thanksgiving with my family that's down in Seattle. Good job. Well, this, um, you know, I love Thanksgiving. It's just, I love it because it hasn't been commercialized and it's, it's just not, it's all about food, family and giving thanks. And I know that um, all over Alaska, people are sort of doing it in, in different ways this year. And a lot of them are doing, having a Thanksgiving, they're putting the computer at the end of the table and then they're like zooming in the rest of their family from wherever they are. Like if you're in Fairbanks, you know, winter has really settled in up there. I know that it's, they've had, um, 16 inches of snow and they've got minus uh, 25 degree, they've had a couple minus 25 degree days. And right now it's a, it's like three degrees in Fairbanks. And I know you've got a pretty balmy thing in the Kiski, about 37 at last I checked. And here in Anchorage, it's a balmy 31, but we've got a big storm coming across much of Alaska, huge storms going all over Alaska. Wherever you are folks, if you're together with family that you love or family that you barely tolerate, if you're alone, 
here's my message. It's just a big, crazy world out there. Just whatever you do this Thanksgiving, try to do it with a sense of wonder. I mean, it's, we're all under a little bit of stress. Our families aren't all doing all that well. Some of them are doing better than others, but but you know, it's just, no matter what you see in front of you, this is an amazing place to live on this big spinning rock. And just try to capture that sense of wonder. If you're in Kenai, of course, you're a lot luckier than some people. So um, good good on you, John. But you know- Yeah, we got a, you know, our mayor just gave a, my mayor, uh, Charlie Pierce, just gave a uh, really great oh, yeah. Thanksgiving day message or Thanksgiving week message. And uh, he put it out on his Facebook and the borough's Facebook, and we kind of picked it up on our um, uh, Must Read Alaska channel. And his big message was, let's be thankful. You know, yeah. there's tons of stuff that we could be arguing over or being negative about or, you know, making condescending comments about masks and the list goes on and on and on. But he gave a message of, let's just be thankful. Yeah. And he also caveated that with, I'm not doing any mandates, which people on the peninsula love him for. He's, you know, the polar opposite of Berkowitz and whoever the heck's his Berkowitz replacement now. Um, and, he, you know, Charlie Pierce is a mayor for the people of the people. And uh, many of the comments that we see on Must Read Alaska's site are, man, we wish you were our mayor, <laughs> whether that's they're from Southeast Alaska or Anchorage or wherever they may be at. The, the solid comment of anytime we post anything about Mayor Pierce is, man, we wish you were our mayor. So yeah, we're pretty a, lucky here on the peninsula. Truly very practical guy. You know, I, I noticed that, you know, you mentioned Anchorage and here in Anchorage, the mayor has practically banned Thanksgiving with family and friends. She's got a gathering limitation so that all individuals, if you are inside, you have to maintain a six foot distance from other people um, between household groups at all gatherings. That means if your mother comes to visit, she's got to stay six feet away from her grandchildren and she's got to wear a mask because she's not in your household. And um, she, and if you have multiple people together, you've got it from other households, it's a limit of 10 people in any single enclosed space. And it, you, know, you could have a larger group outside, but inside no more than 10 and you've got to stay six feet apart and you've got to wear masks. And so, uh, it's just, it's kind of a, an odd thing. I don't think a lot of people are really going to pay attention to it if they live in Rabbit Creek or if they live in Girdwood or if they live up, you know, in, in Chugiak, Eagle River, and they're having family over. But I got to say, you know, if you got a, an ill relative, if you have somebody who's going through chemo or, you know, you just want to take some extra precautions, just check to see if you have a, a sense of smell, a sense of taste, take your temperature. No big deal. That doesn't cost anything. It's just a responsible thing to do. And, um, but I saw something really interesting up in Barrow, Uktiavik, the town that was formerly known as Barrow, they've got a really bizarre uh, mandate up there. And this one actually impinges on people's uh, First Amendment right, their freedom of speech. The government of Uktiavik says that if you are a rule breaker, if you, you, know, you aren't wearing a mask or you're going into a place where you're, you, know, you have too many people, they are requiring you to make a public service announcement about the dangers of the coronavirus. In other words, <laughs> they will force you to get on the radio and make a public service announcement. Just this shaming of you, A, and B, forcing you to say something you may not believe about the dangers of the coronavirus. And it's so extreme. And this is, I think, one of the most extreme instances in America right now. You've seen mask wearing, you've seen, um, you know, this is, it's fine. I think, you know, if you, if your local community mayor wants you to wear a mask, 
that's the person you voted for for your leader so that's what you that's what you're stuck with but this idea that we're going to march you in front of the microphone put a gun to your head and tell you you've got to tell the public that that the coronavirus is really dangerous and like what what's the message that you have to deliver it has to be acceptable to apparently the government of of Javik. it's it's really bizarre now i i was just going to mention that um down in in washington state let's say you're flying down there you are not allowed to visit anybody at their house so you can't just fly to seattle and then drive to the coast to visit your family or something until you quarantine for 14 days which is highly impractical since uh, thanksgiving's on on thursday but if you do you'll be breaking the law because inslee's got governor inslee's got a new uh, mandate out that forbids you from visiting anybody in their home if you are not a member of their household so uh for all you introverts out there and you don't want to talk to anybody at thanksgiving uh, i think this is the thanksgiving for you but for the rest of us I don't know. Yeah, one of the yeah. one of the interesting things that I've been seeing on social media in the last several days are in California, where Newsom has said curfews at 10 p.m. You know, and you know he's went even further with these mandates. These mandates are about control. It doesn't matter if what the mandate is. These mandates are about controlling you in your situation, whether it's at your home or in your community. And Newsom has went to the extreme, and he's now mandating when you can and can't leave your house. Well, people have come out of the woodworks and 1001 comes around and they are having a party in downtown Sacramento, San Francisco, whatever. There's 17 or 18 different communities that they've been doing these parties at. And, you know, I think it's about time that the citizens of these states, including the of Alaska, we start mandating our politicians to make some freaking common sense laws and to get out of the way and let us live our lives. Because, you know, we're sick and tired of these mandates in some of these cities oh, yeah. you know i i don't want to go to anchorage you're the man the acting mayor of anchorage is literally making it so nobody wants to shop there nobody wants to go there nobody wants to be seen there if if i could go there i'd figure out a way to prepay my fines because i'm not wearing a mask i'm not going to have somebody man that last time i checked the acting mayor of anchorage is not a doctor she doesn't yeah. get to prescribe me a, a mask that only my doctor could say wear or don't wear and my doctor says a bunch of nonsense. So, uh, you know, I think people are sick and tired of these stupid mandates and people in Anchorage need to, I would say, need to get even more organized than they are now. Peacefully, not violently, peacefully, and show these folks that they are, they're, they've had enough and they're sick and tired of this stuff. Well, I was just reading the, today that uh, Larry Hogan, the, 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 the governor of Maryland, he has come out and said, you do not have a constitutional right to not wear a mask. You don't have that right. So that's, that's you know, we're really taking these things. You, you thought that it was a little drip and another little drip here and another little drip there. Well, it's getting pretty intense. Well, let's, let's switch topics for, uh, for a second. We don't want to talk about masks this whole show, but let's talk about- Get me about, all fired up, Suzanne. Yeah, I know. Let's, <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about, um, you know, what's going on in, uh, Let's go on, talk about what's going on in, in the organization of the House and Senate um, for Alaska. I wrote about this on, on Sunday. We've got a 2020 split. And right now we've got uh, 20 Republicans and then 20 uh, effect, effectively Democrats. We've got 18 Democrats and two independents or non-declareds that will organize with the 
the Democrats. So it's essentially they are Democrats because this is a team sport. One side, one philosophy controls the House and the, and the Senate or the other. And in this case, the House is an absolute even split, which is really a tricky thing for them because getting organized and, and deciding who's going to be speaker, it's all a question of who blinks first. And in this case, it's, it, it's, I gotta tell you, it's always true that the Republicans always blink first. They always do. So my guess is, I'm just saying, my guess is that you're gonna see somebody like Bryce Edgman once again as speaker because the Republicans don't stick together as a minority. Even though it is, uh, it is true that as a very strong minority, if they could stick together as a strong minority, they would have really just as much power as the majority would have because they can block things. But um, it's gonna be interesting to see if they can because our particular set of lawmakers in the house right now and lawmakers elect, there are about five at least that are, are the very conservatives. And then there are three or four that are, I would say moderates and then the rest are just trying to figure out what the best thing to do is they're not moderate or, or conservative really, they're just mainstream Republicans. And so the, the five that are the very conservatives may, may break off. We may see a, a subgroup just break off entirely, which would really uh, take the whole Republican caucus apart. So we'll see if they can pull it together. And I wrote about that on Sunday. And so if people want to check that out, they can, uh, they can look. It says uh, the reality check is that Republicans don't control Alaska House, but neither do Democrats. What are your thoughts about that, John? You know, I think that, uh, I think, that there's way bigger issues than uh, that I see in the house than just organizing, even though organizing is a very important thing. I think that they've got to figure out how to balance this budget. It is the most ludicrous budget that I think exists out there in terms of expenses versus revenues. And I think that we've got to come to a place in Alaska where our expenses match our revenues. And historically, what we've seen people say is, well, if you know, we're just going to spend our savings or we're going to have an income tax or we're going to have this. I think people always forget about you can cut. It may not be you saw Dunleavy do it last two years. Wasn't super popular. People thought he was crazy in the news because that's what the anchor. That's what the liberal news does is they paint you as a crazy person if you cut. But we have got to have folks in the House that are going to be excited about balancing the budget. If we don't have that these next two years, we are screwed as a state. We are running out of money. We'll be out of money. And then two years from now, what you'll see if, if we don't balance our budget now, they're going to use the, all the permanent fund. And then once they use all the permanent fund, they're going to go with an income tax. And we'll yeah, have no money left. And we'll have a whole bunch of taxes. And we'll have yet to even cut any of the budget. And, uh, you know, that's my hope. I'm very doubtful any of that's going to actually happen because people are more concerned about being Speaker of the House than they're concerned about balancing the budget. And that's concerning to me. Yeah. And, and what you said about is really true is that um, we've, we've, we're in a situation where if Dunley had been able to get his cuts through, if he'd been able to get these constitutional things onto a ballot that he wanted, which was a spending cap and the permanent fund you know, locked into the, uh, the constitution in a formula that we would stop arguing about. Now, what's interesting is I am not hearing anybody out there in the world now on, even on our, our, uh, our site, mustrealaska.com, talking about the permanent fund dividend. 
that topic has just almost disappeared. People aren't arguing about it anymore, which I find really interesting because a year ago, that's all they were arguing about. But I think, you know, people have sort of moved on and they realize, oh, well, we're, we're, we're actually kind of screwed right now because we don't have enough, enough money to run our schools. Well, that's, that is actually true. We're, we're, let's see, we have, we have, what we have available in the earnings reserve fund is about $3.1 billion of that's realized earnings. So we still can patch the budget this year if they can come to an agreement, if they all will go down there and get along like human beings. But you know, they, we're not recharging that permanent fund fast enough to really do that year after year. We're really coming up against a wall. So this, this year, if they could come up with some budget cuts, that would be great because actually our schools aren't even open. There's actually no reason to, uh, to have um, the, the kind of budget that they have when the teachers aren't even there. But uh, let's change yeah, topics. Where, for, you know, let's let's change topics and talk about that uh, Lance Pruitt race in District 27 because although that one is supposedly settled, I'm not 100% sure that we're settled. There, um, some really interesting things happened. You know, he's behind by 16 votes to Liz Snyder, who had a whole lot of absentee ballots come in, and they were absentee ballots. Of course, as the the judges the ruled, you don't have to have a witness signature on them. You just turn in your ballot. So, uh, you know, they, she had hundreds of ballots come in at the very end, and he ended up losing by 16 votes. Now, that one is probably going to go to a recount. I just want to say that um, we're not quite done with this particular race yet. It looks to me like they are going to either certify the election on the 25th on, on Wednesday, and if they don't get it, on the 25th, they'll certify it on the 27th, the day after Thanksgiving, which means, of course, the people over the division of elections don't really get to have a Thanksgiving sort of holiday. They're, they've been working nonstop, but they're really far behind in this. They should have had this probably certified last week. So it's a little bit discouraging because first of all, what we've got is so many absentee ballots that they can't get through them. You know, they, they weren't able to get through them all. But in this district, there's, the division did something really interesting. They, they switched the voting location for at least a couple of the precincts and they didn't tell anybody. And so at, there were a lot of people in District 27 who were actually going to vote in one place and they were like, they didn't want to vote a question ballot and they couldn't vote. So they, you know, they went to another place and then they went to a third place. They were looking around for their voting location. And this had an effect of really discouraging people from voting. And so what the division elections did there is by changing that at the very last minute, I mean, two days before the election, they changed it. Nobody had time to get the word out to the voters. They may have actually contributed to the loss in this district to, um, to Democrat, hardline Democrat, Liz Snyder, who um, is part of what makes that 2020 split. Yeah, I think it's elections moving forward are gonna be very interesting because we can no longer say you have to have a signature because God forbid it might offend you that you have to now have somebody sign your ballot. And so we don't wanna offend anybody. So anybody can just sign any ballot they want to. And now on top of that, you can also do ballot harvesting in Alaska. That's 100% legal. You know, you can do that as long as you want. And now we're going to have ranked choice voting as well. And Alaska elections are, you might as well put them in the damn garbage disposal, put them on a spin cycle, 
pour some bleach down there and hope for the best because you probably get a better tur out uh, turnaround than you would just during a you know a normal election cycle from here on out because it's going to be a cluster. It is going to be people are going to be like, I wonder what happened in you know 2022, and well, what happened in 2022 happened in 2020, and the judges ruled on what we can and can't do, and ranked choice voting took place, and we're basically screwed. All over the all over the state, we're seeing a situation where we've got, you know, we've got the judges who have ma basically made our election system less secure. And we really probably need to see the, the legislature take on ballot harvesting and they probably need to make some rules about it. Now that of course will go to our judges and they'll tell us that we can't do that. And it's possible that next year, our judges will also tell us that we have to allow completely open absentee ballots without witness signatures and that they will, you know, this was supposed to be a one-time deal. You know what, they'll do the same thing in 2022. They'll, they'll say, nope, it worked in 2020 and, and you just have to keep it going forward because our judges are legislating. And so I think that's the one big takeaway is there is one thing that Alaska has to do, and it has to change the way that we get our judges because they are destroying our state, actually. The, the Supreme Court and, and um, the appeals court, all the way up, they are destroying our state through their through legislating from the bench. They're just activist judges. So, so John, we've got, the, um, we've got the legislative newsletter coming up. Tell everybody about how they can sign up for that because that is really exciting. It's going to start January 2nd and we've got some big plans for people. So go to clubmrak.com and uh, you can check it out. We're going to do a legislative newsletter every day, Monday through Friday, uh, while the legislature is in session. It's going to be awesome. We're going to have insider information. We're going to have gossip. We're going to have what kind of bills are stuff are on the table that conservatives should look at. And remember, if you are a must read Alaska listener that we filter our news through what's called truth, unlike ah, most yeah. folks, the truth and we lens. filter it through a, through a conservative lens. And so that's the kind of legislative news that you're going to get it. You, this is not happening in Alaska anywhere else there. It does not exist for you to get a legislative news on a daily basis through a conservative truthful lens. And so we want to fill that void. We want to fill that gap. And you can go uh, to the to our website. We'll put a link. Uh, links are everywhere, really. But it's uh, just clubmrak.com. And you could sign up for our newsletter right there. And we would love to have you a part of that family. It's going to be awesome. Uh, and we're pretty excited about it. Yeah, yeah, it is. And, and, and uh, so we've got some great plans for that. And we also have... Um, you know, we've got, of course, this podcast, which Scott uh, is the host for this podcast every Wednesday. So now it's two times a week, and we're just so thrilled that you, you all can join us. So with that, I think we're going to wrap up this show. I've, uh, I'm going to jump on a, a, another call here. I've got a meeting coming up, and I want to thank you, John. I thought, thank you, Scott. I love working with you guys, and I love the fact that everybody's listening to the Must Read Alaska show. And we're just, uh, we've got a great thing going here. If you're a supporter, thank you so much. And you make it possible for us to stand up for what's right. And if you'd like to support us, go to mustreadalaska.com and up on the right-hand side, you'll see a little donate button. Please help us out. Help us finish the year strong so that we can launch into 2021, telling the truth, keeping people in line there on the, on the left and you know, fighting the liberal media because that's what we do every day. So we'll see you here next week, right here on the Must Read Alaska show. In the meantime, stay frosty everyone and have a great Thanksgiving. <laughs>